0: Hey, we are Vintage City Church, based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome to our podcast. As a family, we are currently studying the Book of Romans. If you'd like to watch the live video of this teaching, head over to VintageCityChurch.com. We're so glad you're here, and let's get started with today's teaching. Hey, Vintage family, happy new year, uh, January 1st, 2023, wild, wild. I wanted to take a few moments today, uh, for those of you that are are watching the online gathering, I just wanted to share a little bit out of Romans chapter 12. We've been studying Romans, we've been in the book of Romans for quite a bit now, and this last season we've been in in just a couple verses in chapter 12 where Paul says, Don't pretend that you love others, really love them, hate what is wrong, stand on the side of the good, and love each other with genuine affection, taking delight in honoring each other. It's just been this fantastic challenge for us to learn how to step into real love instead of living in false love. Uh, The thing I probably took away from it the most was this simple phrase, we're never allowed to fake our love and we're never allowed to choose not to love. And that's just an incredible standard for us to hold as a people of God. So. January 1st, New Year's resolution, looking forward, we, that's kind of the natural course of our culture. We always think about the year to come. Uh, a lot of us think about uh, things like, hey, I'm going to get fit this year, or uh, I'm, I'm going to stop drinking coffee this year, or I'm going to go on vacation this year, or whatever it may be. I'm going to read the Bible this year, which is, all of those are, are wonderful things. The reason I'm bringing that up is because our minds are naturally there. It's just so interesting that Uh, we come upon Romans 12, verse 12, because Paul's talking about this very same idea. He's he's talking about this idea of future forward. He's really talking about the attitudes that drive behavior in our life. Um, The first thing he says in verse 12 is, Be glad, for all God is planning for you. Be glad, for all God is planning for you. Then he goes on and says, Be patient in trouble, and always be prayerful. I want to take these three phrases and think about them as an attitude to face 2023 with. Really, because of the way Paul's saying, be glad for all God is planning for you. The idea here is interesting. The word in the Greek is kairo, and it means to be happily calm, but it carries the idea of greeting someone. The next word is is the word elpis, and it means to anticipate something. So, if we put it all together, it's a calling. That is intended to control how we see the future. Think about the last three years. I don't know that any of us would describe the last three years as something we were happily calm about. They were chaotic. They were strange. None of us could have predicted it. And yet, this verse, this phrase, this mandate. We've been talking about the mood that Paul writes with, which is imperative in this passage. So he's not asking. He's telling us, this is what you're going to do. This was the mandate on our lives then, and so I just want to challenge us to look at the year coming without any knowledge of what's coming at us, without any awareness of what we're going to face, and to really put this into practice. I would love to also offer that this mandate to do what Paul's saying requires a choice on our parts, and that choice really is to choose joy over fear because the opposite of this phrase be glad for all God is planning for you is be terrified for what God's bringing to you. Well, none of us would love that idea. But but the reason I bring that up is I think a lot of times we are terrified about what's coming. We're terrified about what we don't know and what we can't control and the unknown. And Paul's statement to choose joy over fear is really what I'm extrapolating from it. It's rooted in an understanding of God's character. And it's rooted in our ability to remind ourselves of who he's been for his people throughout history. It's really simple. This is who he's been to the people of God throughout history. And it's who he's going to be to you and I for the rest of our history. He is faithful. He always has been. He always will be. And if we live that way and we're root, rooted in that, we're like, hey, he is faithful. He is in control. I may not understand what I'm facing, but I know that I can, I can choose joy over fear. When I'm facing my future, I can choose joy. I can choose gladness. I can choose calm. Just be like, hey, you know what? I don't know what's coming, but he's got it. What Paul's really talking about is is living with a divine perspective. The supernatural power of a divine perspective. In verses 1 and 2, Paul says that we need to let our minds be transformed, be renewed, be reconstructed or renovated. So here's my question. What are you worrying about? What is on your mind about the future that you're you're in fear over? What is robbing your sleep? What is robbing your sense of calm? Those are the things we have to lay before the Lord and say, "Nope, Lord, I'm going to choose joy over fear. I'm going to choose to be calm facing this." And I know we say it a lot, and we've said it a lot in this Romans teaching. What Paul talks about here is winning the mind game. It's a choice. Being happily calm is a choice. Being afraid is a choice. I know you may say, oh, no, those are reactions. I think they're choices. I think we, that's what Paul's teaching here is, is because he uses this phrase, be glad. The word is to step into that condition. He goes on and says, not, not just be glad for what God's planning for you, but be patient in trouble. I think the word patient here is a really bad translation. The word really is perseverance in the Greek, because we've studied patience, which is makrothumai in the Greek, which means to have a long holding of the mind. This is a different word, which means to come under something and refuse to try to get away from it. Refuse to try to, to jump out from underneath that pressure. It is the idea of something that's pushing on us. And the word Paul uses here for, tri- for trouble means tribulation or oppressing or, or in or something that is d- distressing What he's dealing with, church, is how we handle tough situations that afflict us. And his statement's really strong. Choose calm in chaos. Choose internal and external calmness in the face of difficulty, no matter what they are. I don't know about you, but that's not always my first response. For some of us, we get that fight or flight mechanism where we want to react and we kind of, we kind of rise up. For, for others, maybe we're just wired at pretty high strung anyway. But Paul's statement here is, when it comes to difficult situations, settle down, stay in the midst of them. It's interesting, as I was thinking about this, Paul doesn't in any way, shape or form say, as a follower of Jesus, he's going to protect you from difficulty. It's almost as if Paul says, as a follower of Jesus, you're going to face difficulty. Here's how I want you to face it. I want you to stay under that situation, no matter what it is. Maybe you're in a marriage that's tough. Paul's answer is, stay in that situation. Maybe you're in a work environment that's tough. Paul's answer is, stay in that situation. We don't really love that in our culture. We really like to alleviate pain by bailing out of situations that are tough. But I want to remind us that scriptures say that even Jesus learned obedience to the Father through what He suffered. It is that difficulty at times that teaches us how to really trust Him. Because that's the key word here, is trust. The only way we go through this stuff is if we trust who He is more than we fear what we see. Think about that. Trust who He is more than you fear what you see. If He's faithful, like we've described, because He is, always was, always will be, then we can trust Him. We can sit in those situations and go, man, Lord, I don't like it. I don't get it. And I know a lot of us have faced a lot of things like that, and we're going to face more. None of us thought in January of 2020 that we were going to face the chaos we faced in 20 and 21. But we can all say the same thing. He has been faithful to us. We're through it we're on the other side we learned a lot i think i shared early in that season in in 20 that the lord whispered to me out of hebrews i will shake the heavens and shake the earth so that only what's eternal remains i don't know about you but i feel like i have a deeper lean into the lord than i ever had i have a deeper trust in him than i ever had and a deeper dependence than i would have had had we not gone through that and i see this as a simple process this idea of choosing calm and chaos we have to be willing to look fear in the face and then just walk away. Identify it, name it. Um, when I say name it, I always think about King Hezekiah when Sennacherib brings his threats against him and says, Hey, I'm going to wipe your people out. The Hezekiah literally brings a letter and lays it in front of the Lord. And I just wonder for us if that would be a process that would be helpful at times to write your fears, name them. Call him out, His Lord, this is what I'm fearing, this is what's going on, and then just bring it before the Lord, lay it in front of him, and walk away. Say, Lord, I'm going to leave that with you, and I'm just going to continue to walk and calm, and in the midst of this chaos, I'm going to continue to be joyful. Paul will wrap it up and say, and always be prayerful. He uses a word in this phrase, proskatero, which means to be completely devoted to something. It is to give consistent and full attention to something. So Paul's talking about prayer here, which is the upturned face. So he's really talking about giving a constant attention to our relationship with the Lord. So here's what I would say. Don't let anything come into your life and break that encounter and break that connection. In other words, choose what influences you. Don't let your situation and your circumstances influence you. Let heaven influence you. How do I do that? by always being prayerful, by never letting my conversation with the Lord break, by never letting anything cause me to doubt His goodness. See, so often we go through tough situations and we instantly conclude, oh, He doesn't like me or He's not for me. He's against me. Paul's like, stop it. Never lose your connection with Him. Never lose your trust in Him. Always stay in conversation with Him. I think our our ability to... Be patient in the midst of difficulty and to have this condition of gladness towards our future is really rooted in this connection with the Lord and staying just just in relationship with Him. And I'd love to invite us into a really simple reality check. What is your first response when you face tough things? What is your first response when you think about the future? Do you process it? Do you fear it? Or do you go to the Lord and talk to Him about it? And I know that it sounds like a broken record. I talk about it all the time. Psalm 91 talks about learning to develop a secret place encounter where you and I just go get with the Lord regularly and we dwell with Him. The the word again being a lifestyle pattern, a habitual pattern. So I'd love to invite us to just step back into that this year, to practice that again this year, to work on building that encounter again this year. Maybe you lost track of it. Maybe the holidays were crazy. Would you just start your day 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it takes, five minutes, I don't care. But learn to just sit with the Lord and just invite Him into where you're at. His voice is the only thing that's going to carry us in whatever is to come. And we can be glad about it. Paul said, be glad about it. I'm incredibly excited about where we're going as a family. Incredibly excited to see what the Lord has in store. I want to keep contending for this house to be a house where the sign and the wonder are established all the time. I want, I want to contend for this to be a place where cancer can't dwell. We have three families in the church that have been dealing with reports on cancer. My heart cry is that we just keep worshiping and crying out and praying for the Lord to begin to do something in our day and in our time that makes His name incredibly famous. I know He's going to do it. I know that there's going to be tough situations we go through as a family. And Paul's word here is persevere. Stay in Him. Stay under Him. And don't ever lose sight of your connection with Him. So would you join us? I want to invite you to come Wednesday night. First gathering of the year for us. Wednesday night, we're going to do a revival gathering. We're going to come together and worship and pray. We're going to take bread and cup and just set the year forward with, with these words on our mind to just be glad about what the Lord's going to do, to be willing to stay in the tough situations and to keep our hearts focused on Him. Love you guys. Looking forward to what He has for us. See you soon. Thank you for your time with us today. If you enjoyed this teaching, we'd love to invite you to join us at a live gathering. We are located at 1501 Academy Court in Fort Collins, Colorado. If you'd like to learn more about Vintage City Church, including our gathering times, previous teachings, and how to become a part of our family, visit us today at VintageCityChurch.com and be sure to connect with us on social media.